can say that part. Oh. If you want. All right. Round three, fight! Yeah, okay. Just kidding. No fighting here, just playing all through quarantine. <laughs> uh, welcome to Smells Like Quarantine Spirit, the podcast where I, your host, Ashlyn Romagnoli, do things and learn things during the coronavirus quarantine, supported as ever by my favorite little human puzzle, Adam Lofbaum. That's me. That's you. And the reason I say puzzle is because that is the subject of today's podcast. Puzzles. 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 Okay, so I've written a whole intro for this, which I will probably poach some stuff from, but I actually think it is more important to describe what just happened. Okay. Which was, (laughs) we almost got into a huge fight about puzzles. Now, I've been <laughs> I've been researching a, s- a small fight. A small fight. I mean like I said we, al- we almost got We almost got into a spat. Into a spat about puzzles. Mm-hmm. And as you'll see from the rest of this podcast, I spend a lot of time questioning how popular puzzles really are. Um, but apparently they are very important and very emotionally impactful because yeah. basically what I did before we went into quarantine was order a bunch of puzzles for us. And so I super love puzzles, and I think they're a great, great, great thing to do in quarantine because they are not reading. And now I love reading. I love to read more than anything else. More than anything else. More than, like, yeah, anything else. But, uh, you know, sometimes you just don't feel like reading. And I feel like we spend so much time on our screens, probably even more so now that... Uh, We're all kind of sitting at home figuring what to do. So I figured puzzles. Puzzles are great. They stretch your brain. They stretch your brain. Um, They help you recognize patterns, all this cool stuff. And then you get a pretty picture at the end. Um, But the real reason I bought puzzles is because I read somewhere that if you order the same size puzzle from the same manufacturer, then they probably have the same puzzle pattern so you can mix and match different puzzle patterns to make your own bizarro world puzzle. So I picked out one that has these like deer hanging out mm-hmm. um, in a cabin, very wilderness pastoral. Scene, pastoral, wilderness yeah, scene. Pastoral. Um, and then I picked out this train. So I was like, okay, we can have like the deer and they're going to be blasted through by the train. And then like, I kind of added in this other one as an extra because I thought Adam would really like it. It's, like, very pretty. It has an orca whale leaping out of an ocean under a rainbow. Mm -hmm. Very bright, very shining colors. Um, We finished... Well, I say we. Adam finished (laughs) the deer puzzle because turns out he is a puzzle freak. (laughs) Um, And I had started, like, sorting out the train puzzle pieces because I was like, this is going to be so freaking cool. We're going to have, like, a train blasting through the wilderness it's gonna like have meaning that people can read into about like the advent of technology over the natural world or something Mm -hmm. anyway i go outside keep writing this podcast and then when i come back inside i come in and i'm like that neon pink is not in the train (laughs) sphere at all and i realize he has like dumped all the train pieces out and is working on the fancy orca whale swimming through beautiful rainbows puzzle and i was like the fuck is this and i was like well i didn't want to do the train one 
It's not interesting. No, no. He's like, it wasn't interesting. I, him. You know, I I overlaid the uh, the images and and like being anal retentive and uh, the visual based person that I am, I was like, they don't match up well. The horizons don't yes, match up on that puzzle. Literally, but on point. this puzzle, they it's do. A point. Yes, they do. It's gonna work better. And because it's all it'll it'll colors. look like it flows better his way <laughs> because they have the same horizons, same bright color palette. Yeah. But to me, the joy no in the symbolism. train There's no symbolism. was that it would be like, bam, there's a train, there's a train yeah. coming. Um, anyway, <laughs> so that was one of the dumbest fights we never actually got into. But uh, just goes to show Tensions you, were high. Tension, tensions were very high. Mm-hmm. And... We care a lot about puzzles. Yeah, well, quarantine does strange things to people. I think you <laughs> all have probably learned that, too. We are learning that now. Apparently, puzzles are very addictive. They're a huge deal because I realized that Adam spent most of his day today (laughs) puzzling, for which I'm grateful because now we have at least one of the puzzles done. I'll do the train. It'll be fine. We'll still get the cool symbolic image. And Adam, you can can keep your orca. Well, yeah, yeah. I can keep my orca. Well, I was just going to say I was avoiding uh, my arduous audiobook all day. So Um, Um, that was was part of the... uh, Productive procrastination. No, I think scheme. I know reading out loud for a living sounds like a dream job, and it kind of is, but it's really hard. Sometimes it's hard. It's hard, and sometimes people don't write sentences that you really want to read. No, so. sometimes they're painful. Sometimes they're painful. Okay. Anyway, so anyone who's like talked to me in the last week has probably already gotten this spiel, which actually, incidentally, is the German word for game. Um, but seriously, I love puzzles. I think they're really cool. I think they're a really great way to spend some time not on a screen while you're in quarantine. And it's, uh, you know, something you can do with someone else or solo, which is always good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of weird that I am so hard on this puzzle train because I am not the kind of person who has ever in my history at all suggested, like, doing puzzles. I mean, if I was, like, at a cabin with friends or something, and they were like, let's do a puzzle, I'd be like, okay, I'm down. But I'm never going to be like, hey, guys, let's puzzle until now. Because now I've discovered that puzzles are quarantine gold. It's true. So let's fucking learn about puzzles. Let's learn. Yeah. Let's learn about puzzles. There's a lot I don't know. Well, you're going to know a lot more shortly. Okay, (laughs) so I will preface this by saying that I... Am aware that not all puzzles are jigsaw puzzles, but when I'm saying puzzle right now, that's what I actually mean. Um, a friend of mine <laughs> giggled at me a little bit today because he was like, uh, why would you just assume that I knew that you were talking about jigsaw puzzles? Well, that's what I have on the brain. That's what we've been doing. But I will acknowledge that there are such things as construction puzzles, stick puzzles, tiling puzzle, disentanglement puzzles, lock puzzles, folding puzzles, combination puzzles, and mechanical puzzles. And you got your Puzz 3D. Boom. Yes. Do you remember those? Did you have no. them? In- okay. No. I think Adam is a little bit older than that. But <laughs> those of you who are like 30-ish or younger will remember, you know, Puzz 3D. It's going up. No. Uh, no. 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 Okay. No. No. Whatever. No clue. They're super cool. Um, I wanted Sounds one great. really, really badly when I was a kid. Never really got one, so maybe. I remember 3D chess. Okay. That yeah. I don't know that. Okay. We're from slightly different generations here. Okay. But anyway, we are talking about jigsaw puzzles, though. I'm gonna start us with a quote from a book by Anne D. Williams. It is called "The Jigsaw Puzzle: 
piecing together a history. Right? <laughs> I know. Oh, 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 oh love the pun. Anne. Oh, Anne. Oh, Anne, you scamp. All right. <laughs> Today, the world of jigsaw puzzles encompasses everything from two-piecers for infants to 18,000-piece monsters for adults with a spare year or two on their hands. They come in cardboard, wood, plastic, rubber, and foam, as well as exotic materials such as silver and chocolate. How has the jigsaw puzzle evolved over the last two and a half centuries? In the face of changing culture and technology, what does this history of puzzling reveal about society, both today and in the past? And why are so many people smitten with jigsaw puzzles? Okay, so... <laughs> oh, Anne. Oh, Anne. Like I said before, uh, smitten with jigsaw puzzles is not exactly a phrase I ever expected to see written down. And I say that as a person who is currently recording an actual podcast about jigsaw puzzles. Although... Now, again, in the small space between writing and recording this podcast, I realize that puzzles are insidious. They are tricky, tricky little bastards. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I'm still going to say it, though, that I think Anne may be a little bit too into puzzles. Because in this book, again, the Jigsaw Puzzle, piecing together a history, uh, the word seduced is used quite a lot in addition to likening the puzzle to and I quote, A siren. A siren. I Drawing mean, you in with her wiles. <laughs> honestly, though, as much as we are hating right now on uh, sweet, sweet Anne D. Williams, I just think that I'm kind of jealous because I wish I liked anything as much as this woman likes puzzles. Okay, let's just, let's learn a little bit more about puzzles. So apparently, the puzzle was invented in 1767 by a map maker by the name of John Spilsbury. He would paste maps, like paper maps, onto wood and then cut them into little pieces for educational purposes. Pretty cute. Um, cool thing, though, when I was learning about him, I also learned that he was married to a woman whose name was Sarah May, who ran his business after he died selling puzzles. Uh, but then she married his apprentice. Dun, dun, dun. Scandalous. Yes, yeah, scandalous, right? Like, how suspicious is this? That, that, like, this guy died, and then his widow took over, like, his, what I assume is very successful and bustling puzzle-making business, and then married his apprentice. Crazy. I'm looking for a pun right now, but uh, there's got to be one. Well, it'll come to you later, I'm sure. You can you can <laughs> pop it in there later. Ooh, there it is. Oh, I didn't even mean to do that one. Woo! Okay, um, I don't know, but, like, I feel kind of bad, but I'm not sure that it counts as starting rumors if these people have been dead for almost 300 years. So, whatever. We'll just move on from from that salacious puzzle scandal. Um, So, puzzles have been around for a hot second. um, But, I mean, being honest, in the scheme of human history, 1767 is basically yesterday. But things kind of escalated in the puzzle game about 120 years ago. So, here's an excerpt from uh, PuzzleWarehouse.com, which actually has... A lot of very interesting little puzzle history pieces. Puzzles for adults emerged around 1900, and by 1908, a full-blown craze was in progress in the United States. Contemporary writers depicted the inexorable progression of the puzzle addict, from the skeptic who first ridiculed puzzles as silly and childish, to the perplexed puzzler who ignored meals while chanting just one more piece. 
to the bleary-eyed Victor who finally put the last piece in the wee hours in the morning. Okay, wait, can I just pause you and interrupt for one second and just say that it didn't? I didn't really make this connection, but that has literally been our journey today. That is from, from from skeptic. Yeah. It's just fun and silly yeah. to like. Oh, Ooh. like super focused. We're we're just gonna like do puzzles instead just of our work, and then like us almost coming to blows over what <laughs> puzzle we were gonna do next. Yes. Okay. So there they speak it. truth here. Okay. Right. Sorry. Continuing Continue. on. Continue. The puzzles of those days were quite a challenge. Most had pieces cut exactly on the color lines. There were no transition pieces between two colors to signal, for example, that the brown area, roof, fit next to the blues, sky. A sneeze or a careless move could undo an evening's work because the pieces did not interlock. And unlike children's puzzles, the adult puzzles had no guide picture on the box. If the title was vague or misleading, the true subject could remain a mystery until the last pieces were fitted into place. Okay, so that sounds pretty fucking hard, actually, if I'm going to be honest with you. Like, the whole no colors overlapping thing. Like, what? I don't even know what I would do. It would be painful. And I, yeah. A lot of trial and error. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe as I was raised mostly in the 90s with computer games with cheat codes, I don't think that I would do very well. Because even now, like, we get the little picture. Yeah. So you can kind of look at it and be like, what? what, what? Even now, I cheat by having Adam finish all of the puzzles because <laughs> he's a damn puzzle fiend. Whoop. Okay, so overall, I have no idea how popular puzzles are today. You didn't look up the stats and rats on this? What? Uh, honestly, I think it's kind of hard to tell. I feel like a lot of people might be closeted puzzlers. <laughs> Although I do assume that if people actually tried puzzles... It would actually sweep the nation, so we would yeah. definitely know because they are freakishly addictive, apparently. Um, but I did stumble across some really cool companies that are making some pretty sweet puzzles. Um, there was this one company called Stave Puzzles who do super intricate handmade wooden jigsaw puzzles. Um, their website is an absolute atrocity of design horror, but I think that that ends up being inversely related to how beautiful their puzzles are. Aww. They're very, very pretty. So definitely on the list for unique and awesome presents mm -hmm. in the future. Stave puzzles. Stave puzzles. Super cool. Okay. So then I like read a little bit about strategies uh -huh. for Do doing puzzles. So I'm going to sharpen my puzzle game. Yeah. There are five, apparently. That you can kind mm -hmm. of approach puzzling with. Mm -hmm. One being assembling the border and connecting other pieces to the border. I think so, that's a solid, classic. Yeah, yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. Number two is working your way out from one corner. So just like mm -hmm. starting in the corner and wah, going all the way up. Number three is trying to assemble faces or other recognizable parts of the picture. Very like favorable to that. deer face, yeah. yep. deer yep. face, duck wings. Yep. That was, that was big today. Yeah, I'm working the turtle right now. Working the turtle. That... Hmm. Okay. I have There's got to be something else there, no, yes. No, I'm going to leave that one. I'm going to leave that one to die. Um, picking a random piece and working your way out from it. That's fun. Uh, that seems kind of weird hard. to me, kinda but hard. whatever. Uh, and then finding random pieces that fit together, which I would say... That doesn't say, sound like a strategy. Yeah. That sounds... <laughs> like desperation. And, like, the definition of insanity. <laughs> so I would say strategies two, four, and five are pretty much 
not great mm-hmm. strategies. I don't even know if we can call them strategies. Like, yeah. you could probably make random pieces fit together, but that would be a different kind of puzzle mashup than the one that we're doing. Um, the other kind of cool thing that I learned is that as you increase the size of the puzzle, um, the difficulty increases exponentially. So, like, doubling the size of the puzzle actually quadruples the challenge. Whoa. Huh. Uh, so I'm kind of hoping that they'll come up with some sort of universal puzzle ranking challenge. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Like like color codes or something. Or like, then you could be like, I'm a triple silver star puzzler. And mm-hmm. someone else would be like, no, but I'm a gold star puzzler. Or a pink yeah. hat puzzler. Mm-hmm. No? No. Okay, no. No. Um, <laughs> Shut down. Uh, the other kind of cool thing is that as you kind of delve into the deep world of puzzles on the internet and you start learning about these different strategies and Googling, you end up with a lot of people who have a lot to say. And I'm sure like by population percentage, it's not a lot of people, but it seems like a lot when you're, you have like a super, super intense debate going on back and forth. So I'll have Adam read like an excerpt from like a random person from the internet. I think this is, this is a pretty solid strategy here. All right. From my experience. And from their experience, evidently, because they say, yes, from experience, the most efficient strategy has five stages. Overall, this strategy is, one, divide the problem into manageable subtasks, and two, do the easiest tasks first. The goal is to minimize the choice of tiles and maximize the number of clues at each stage, particularly for the hardest tasks. In the early stages, color and pattern are important because these features are the most easily identified and distinguished. In the last stage, when remaining tiles are almost identical in color, shape becomes the dominant distinguishing feature. And I just lived this. Like, I just lived this on the sky. Like, yeah, the sky in that puzzle was the last thing, and it was all about shape. It was all about shape. Because it was all the same tone. I mean, it sounds legit. It also sounds like good life advice. Like, divide the problem (laughs) into manageable subtasks and do the easy tasks. Do the easy ones first. Yeah, knock them out. Also, uh, I'm kind of into the lingo that we're getting going here. Like, you know, maximize the number of clues. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's just a lot to learn here. It's a a deep, deep world. Well, and that's kind of, this has super confirmed a theory I have always had, uh, which is that if you dive into anything deep enough, you will find a whole bizarro world waiting for you. (laughs) You will find subculture celebrities you will find drama you will find coded language all kinds of cool stuff that is why basically anything can be interesting if you spend enough time chilling with it you know in fact this reminds me during that puzzling experience i had a moment where i I had an aspiration yeah it hit me which was that like years ago in some airline magazine hammocker schlimmer or something or, or sky mall um i remember seeing this puzzle that was like all white and it was i don't know if it was a oh, 1000 or 10000 you know piece puzzle but it was a gigantic puzzle yeah. and it was all white and uh, so i was like wow i wonder if i could do that did you just have like a flash forward to I an did. alternate reality wherein you become like puzzle king <laughs> that was kind of that oh was kind of the experience i had yeah, yeah. no i do yeah. that all the time like i i worked as <laughs> how a bar- far can i take this i worked as a barista for a short amount of time and knew several extremely accomplished baristas but that again was like another strange world where it was like two other people on the street okay you sling mm-hmm. coffee nbd um 
But to people in that world, it was like, no, no, this woman is like a big deal. And that dude, he was the champion last Mm -hmm. year. But then like those two people slept together and they can never work in the same coffee shop again. Don't get me started on voiceover. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Definitely not, because hopefully it's some of your voiceover friends are listening to this. And incestuous. So okay. Anyway. Mm, too far? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well. Puzzling. Your voiceover. Call. I assume the wild world of puzzling also has its fair share of it. I mean, we know it does. We know, we know it, it does. does. From the yeah. intro. Yeah, from the, right. It's, the it started in yes, incestuous. Where the woman murdered her husband to marry his apprentice. <laughs> That actually didn't happen historically <laughs> as far as we know, but we don't know for sure. So it could have happened. Anyway, okay. So <laughs> let me just leave you let me just leave you with some fun puzzle facts. So the largest puzzle ever made um, is forty thousand three hundred and twenty pieces. Whoa. That is a lot. That's a lot. The smallest puzzle ever created was created in Hanover in Germany. Germans are super into games mm-hmm. and puzzles, by the way. Yeah. I grew up there, so I know this for a fact. Like, really into games. Anyway, um, it's only five square millimeters. What? Which is the size of a sand grain. How many pieces are in it? I don't know. We should Google that later. That it sounds crazy. really cute. Yeah. Um, and finally, the Guinness World Record for completing their official 250-piece jigsaw is 13 minutes and 7 seconds. That's pretty damn good. It is, but don't feel bad because remember, they had a 250-piece jigsaw. Yours so it means 500. It was, it's a fourth. It's a fourth as hard okay. as right. the one that you did. And honestly, that one didn't take you that long. Yeah, you, did, uh, you did a good job. Pretty much a day. Okay, so that's about it for puzzles from us today. Um, just a quick PSA. If you know me, you may or may not know that tomorrow... We are breaking quarantine. I know for the first time in for a just while. A bit. For just a little hot second or like five hours because I have to have surgery. So we have to go into the danger zone. Right. We're like literally and today I was talking to a friend and I was like he was like, You've got a lot going on now. And I was like, Yeah, I don't know. I mean like, yeah, my house was torn apart by a tornado two weeks ago and yeah, we've been in quarantine for a while, and the economy is kind of tanking, and mm-hmm. I have to have surgery tomorrow, which means going to the epicenter of the outbreak that we're trying to avoid. Yeah, it's a little Hallmark movie, <laughs> um, but it's going to go great, I assume, but it's going to go even greater for you all, because I'm sure Adam is going to record all kinds of ridiculous things I say after I come out of <laughs> anesthesia, and in fact, if I'm feeling up for it, we will hop in this booth. Yeah. Or and we'll, maybe we will we'll have talk. a couch episode. Maybe I will bring the booth bring to you. Bring the booth to me. And you'll get Ashlyn on drugs. Yes. Yeah. Because fingers crossed for some good ones. And then I will basically wake up and it will be a week from now. And it will either be 28 days later or this will all be over. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. You never know. Anyway, thank you all for listening if you made it this far. And um, see you on the other side. Life is like a box of puzzle pieces. Is it now? (laughs) Bye, (laughs) y'all.